Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Nobody Show, the show guaranteed to get canceled, hosted by The Myth. What's it like to be a black man in America? It's not easy, man. It's not easy, you know. It's a lot of challenges, a lot of challenges, man. Have to always watch, you know, your step. Watch what you say, watch what you do, watch where you go, you know what I mean? Everything is on the table. Everything is on the table, you know. You know, America thinks that it's just, you know, a bunch of prejudices that we have to deal with, you know, but you got to think too, we're an average American. So average Americans are facing challenges every day, every day. So, you know, you take the economic background, you take, you know, the social background, you take being a man, you know, which is, you know, a very, very high level that we have to achieve. You know, we're, we're already under a magnifying glass just being a man, you know what I mean? As a father, you know what I mean? So, I'm a, I'm a, let me, let me, let me uh, stop right there and go with that fatherhood for a minute. You know, men are not given enough credit for being fathers. And yeah, sure, some people are falling short, you know, and I, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into that because as a father, I've seen it from so many dynamics. You know, I can't, uh, we are, who are we to judge, number one? And I do uh, understand that the effect that it has on our children, very much so, very much so as a father who's live and in this thing right here and right now, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a live situation, you know, so, but I'm never going to judge because I understand too that the, that men in general already have it rough more than people think. You know what I mean? And yes, you may see put all these labels on men, but it's it's a rough world, man. I just put it to you that way. And I'm gonna leave it there. But as a black man in America, it is really really tough. It's tough, man. You know, we have to. Uh, even in dating, you know, we have to be very, very, uh, you know, clever or smart, you know, in how we approach things because, you know, the, the stigma that's attached is, uh, is something we have to compete against. You know, uh, I, I grew up in, a, in, in the projects and I can tell you this, you know, that, uh, it, you know, you, you'd be very surprised to know that there are people who own who the streets actually finance to go to college. You know what I mean? Because they seen hope in that person. You know what I mean? They seen, you know, you might see, it might be an athletic, you know, uh, situation. It could be entertainment, but they seen, it could be scientific, you know, uh, school-wise, you know. They seen the potential in that individual and they would not allow them to get involved in street activities and things of that nature and they made sure that they stay on the straight and narrow path you know that's a little uh known fact about you know the world that i come from you know not everybody's trying to you know get into something you know what i mean but you know again we talk about that stigma that stigma i move i remember here not long ago, I moved into an area, you know, that was uh, predominantly Caucasian. And uh, 
you know, it was uh, how and why I got there, you know, is, a, is another story altogether. But I can tell you this. It was a life changing moment for me. And it was a mandatory move that I am very, very happy that I made, that it came about, you know, man, it was an opportunity. And I'm so grateful. But I can tell you, you know, with that stigma, right, you know, the first thing all of my neighbors came out and was asking, very, very strange, but I understand too now, we're in a very highly political climate. So we got to add something else to the pile. You know what I mean? So they all came out, man, uh, one at a time. I would say at least four of my neighbors asked me, do I believe in God? I was like, okay, I was confused. I know I was confused. But I also understood, too, that I'm in a political climate at that point. And so I didn't I didn't I don't really flinch a lot. I don't really get caught up in things and I don't question things. And if something don't make no sense, I don't try to make no sense out of it. And uh, but I understood I was in a political climate. So, you know, when they asked me that, I didn't take offense. You know, shock me a little bit. I, I got to be honest. That's a brazen question to come and ask somebody, right? <laughs> Do you believe in God? And you start thinking, what is this all about? You know, it, it's, it's, I understand it, believe it or not. It's crazy as it may sound because they, it was just, again, we're talking about a political climate. And so I was like, yeah, 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 I believe in God. And I, I kept it moving. You know, I'm trying to move in. I don't have time to be getting to these type of conversations. You want to know how I'm doing how's my day? Great. But other than that, I kept it moving. And after about the fourth time, I was like, okay, well, we, we, we've got that cleared up at least. So what happened was, one thing I do, I never take a side. Meaning, I don't, you know, you don't need to know why I stand on anything. That's not nobody's business. And another reason why I do that, too, because when you ask questions and you want to see, you know, like somebody asks you, you know, a political question, they ask you a personal question of, of where you stand on this, that, throw some crazy stuff out there. You think it's a crazy question? No. What they're doing, they're trying to see how they're going to categorize you, right? So I live by the rule. I'm bland. I, that's it, bottom line. I don't. You could talk all day and tell me all your thoughts about this, that, and the other. I don't have a position. I don't have a position. I, I, hey, we can communicate all day long, but I do not have a position on anything. That's my business, my business, bottom line. And so what happened is because they could not categorize me or put me on one side or the other, they had no choice but to get to know me as a person. And eventually, we actually became friends. Me and my neighbors, man, became friends. It was very strange, you know, but at the same time, it was, it, it really kind of gave credence to the uh, step I took and the, the, the rule I made, you know, let me know that I'm right. You know, I, I, I don't have a stand. You know, you're not gonna put me in no category on anything. I can always tell when a question is designed to put you in a category. Keep in mind, once you're put into a category, you can never get away from that, no matter what. So now you're in a situation where they're either going to love you or they're going to hate you. It's, it sounds crazy, right? But that is a fact of life. So when we get into these conversations and we allow 
you know, people to try to draw us into these conversations and, you know, have an opinion on one way or the other, you know, that's that's what's going to be the outcome. And, you know, you're not going to be able to develop a relationship because they have already put you in a category. You know what I mean? And so one time I was at the gas station here and uh, here not long ago, I'll say within the last year or so. And uh, the gas had really risen, really rose, man. I mean, it was out of control. You know, it was frustrating to everybody. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm no different. You know, hey, man, financial is financial. And so the thing is, this guy, he was with his son. So that made it really just doubly, oh, dude, don't do this. Please don't do this. But he did it. And what he did, he said, uh, he said, oh, man, you know, it's, yeah, it's this gas is out of, it's crazy, man, it's crazy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty out of control, you know. And uh, he was like, man, see, this Biden, you know, we got to get this Biden, you know, like, you know, trying to, you know, talking to me like, you know, basically what he was trying to say to me is because I'm African-American, you know, I'm automatically a Democrat and all of a sudden he going to come at me with that stuff. You know what I mean? And he, that's how he was coming at me in front of his son. And he kept trying and trying and trying to draw me into this deep conversation that he was having with himself. See, that's what people don't understand. When you talk to me, unless we're having an intelligent conversation about something or a passionate conversation about something that's real, that's tangible, you're talking to yourself because I'm not in that conversation. I may be present, physically present, but you're talking to yourself. And the fact that he was doing that in front of his son really broke my heart, man, because, you know, that's what's kind of an issue with me, especially as a father, how we're trying to guide our kids with our beliefs, right or wrong. We're just shoving that down their throats. And the thing about our kids is very interesting. I love them, man. I love them. They're not, they're not like our generation or the generation before me or this, I mean, after me and things of that nature. Uh, before me, correction. Before me and those before them. They're not... They're not getting caught up in all that stuff. They have an African-American friend, Caucasian friend, a Latin friend, you know what I'm saying? A Spanish friend, a, you know, Asian friend. I can go on and on and on. That's, that's their friend. And I've seen kids literally step up to their parents and tell them, look here, you can feel any way you want, but that's my friend. And I don't think it's fair that you are coming at his parent like that or hit him like that or her like that. And I've seen them step up. I'm very proud of our children, man. I really am. And I really believe that a generation behind them, they're going to change this whole game. They're going to change this whole game. If you notice what they're doing, these the kids today, you know, teenagers on down, I would, I would even put it into to the mid-20s, have... have seeing what the generations before them went through and so you see what they're doing. They're taking stances. They're taking stances because they're saying, hey, no, you're not going to do our generation like that. We're not going through all that. We're not going to be doing water, you know, spraying water and, you know, sign, I mean, having to uh, get put in jail because you have a stance on something. All these crazy, crazy things that has happened in American history. It's weird to me because when you are grown, grown, supposed to be mature, you should be able to look back at your own history, you know, and say, hey, as a unit, man, what were we thinking? What were we thinking? 
but that's not what's happening, right? That's not what's happening. There are people who are actually trying to drag us back to that time. It's crazy, right? But see, again, I don't try to make no sense out of something that don't make any sense. That, that's ridiculous on my part. You know, that's a waste of time on my part. And my time is too precious, you know, for that. So it's, it's, it's an interesting time we're in, man, you know. And the thing is, you know, we have, as a black man in America, man, I have to be, you know, cautious of all races. You never know. You just never know. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it doesn't matter just because, you know, you're African-American that, you know, that doesn't mean that another African-American can't, you know, uh, feel some type of way about you. You know what I mean? And that's that's just life. That's just life. And, and we have, you know, I'm honest about it. I know, you know, that it, uh, I have to be, you know, mindful of everybody. You know what I mean? So let's just put it that way. We're not gonna deal with it and just separate it and put it in races. No, no, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Again, with my project's background, that's not where I'm going I, 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 at all. I've seen, you know, we came up in a project, yes. Everything you can imagine that you thought was happening was happening. That's just real, that's just real, man. I've lost, by the, by the time I was 10 years old, man, I had seen so much, uh, I don't want to use this word, but I have no choice, death. I had seen so much death, it was insane. It was insane. I mean, by 10, I lost friends. Keep in mind, 10, meaning I, I'm losing kid friends, you know, to violence. And uh, it, was, it, it was challenging, you know, but at the time, you got to understand, it did, it was normal for us. You know what I mean? It was normal for us. Did we mourn? Did we, man, did we mourn as, as a uh, as a collective? Yeah. Oh, man. You know, to think about this kid. You know what I'm saying? It's a kid. You know what I mean? Uh, and to know, see, you know, uh, man, see people you just spoke to, kind, sweet, gentle people, man, who are, who, you know, uh, in a car, man, and they're gone. They're gone, group gone, gone, man. All because somebody thought that somebody owed them money. Not no, not no millions of dollars. Not no, you know, thousands of dollars. It was just a principle, see. It was a principle thing. And uh, the people who were in that car, and the nurse who tried from the prodigies too, she tried to save one or two. And the thing is, the people that they ended up Harmon had owed him nothing. Then no one would die. The person he was really trying to get successfully jumped out of the backseat window and got away. And yet, here we were. You know, it, it's been an interesting life, man. It's been an interesting life, man. And I can tell you that, you know, uh, I mourn for America, man. I have, you know. And even now, sometimes I mourn for America because we just don't see certain things, you know. And the fact that we would be willing to go and try to repeat a horrible, horrible past, it's, it's, um, it's hard, man. You know, it's hard to take. It really is. And just watching the past 
actually a passion for wanting, wanting to do all those things, you know. And, uh, you know, the way we uh, go about harming each other and stuff, and, you know, could be for nothing, you know. I've seen jealousy. I'm not talking about jealousy over a woman. You know, I say, oh, of course, we know a lot of people has, has you know, is in some situations right now because of jealousy over a woman, you know, or, or a man, you know. And, uh, but uh, I'm talking about jealousy of another person who you feel like may have gotten further in life than you did or they look a certain way or, you know, uh, or they get more attention than you for whatever reason. And I've seen it, man, trigger all kinds of hatred, man, and whew, it's rough, man. It is rough, man, you know, and uh, having to walk a fine line every day of your life is just, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible, man, you know. The good news about me is, first of all, I don't take anything personal, you know, and another thing is, too, I'm cognizant of history. I'm cognizant of, uh, you know, um, different areas I may uh, go to, different uh, cities I may go to, you know, and I'm cognizant of that history, you know, and that current climate, you know, so I try to be, you know, as safe as I can, you know, and try to be, you know, watch my step, you know, and make sure I, I don't want to have to watch my back. That's the thing right there. Well, you got to watch your back, you know what I mean? Oh, man, that is a... I just don't have no words for that, man. I really don't. And, uh, you know, even in relationships, even in relationships, man, you know, uh, I, I, wouldn't, I don't understand how, you know, anyone could want to just uh, emotionally, emotionally feel comfortable enough to just try to wreck someone's inner self. You know, try to, I've seen situations, I've experienced it myself. And, you know, as of late, it's a it was the first time thing for me, I'll be honest with you. I never, you know, allowed certain things to come into my life. But, you know, certain things can be very disguised, you know. So, you know, I, I've, I've experienced uh, uh, people trying to take a dig in it, you know, just to make themselves feel good. So that's what it's about. You have to really recognize when people are trying to make themselves feel powerful. And they and if you are not uh, one of the people that they recognize or think is that they're out here trying to impress, then you're going to be the one that's going to be roadkill. You're going to be the one that they're going to be using to try to make them feel uh, powerful, make them feel strong because these, the people they are trying to impress is making them feel weak. And so they need to, they, they can't, this is the way that came up in their head to try to make them feel complete. You know what I'm saying? We all have a hole in us that needs to be filled. We all have a hole in us that needs to be filled, man. And, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, that, uh, that race also plays a role in that. And, um, understand, man, you know, other people cannot feel that hole in you. They cannot feel that hole in you. And trying to harm other people cannot feel that hole. You know, trying to take from other people cannot feel that hole. Only thing that can feel that hole is number one, it's ultimate self-love. Ultimate self-love. 
it ain't no different than the walls that we put up, you know, romantically because we don't want to get hurt. We got all these walls put up. But see, it doesn't matter how many walls you put up. Only one thing counters and keeps you from getting yourself destroyed emotionally when it comes down to relationships. And that, once again, comes back to ultimate self-love. That's what is that's the whole that's the whole key to the whole thing. You know, when someone looking at you because you may be dressed a certain way or looking a certain or whatever, they have a problem with their self-love. And they're projecting it onto you. You know what I mean? That's a term I remember, man, uh, in psychology class, you know. Uh I, I, I it's three terms I really, really just kept a hold of. I don't know why. I just really they just somehow I, I held on to those particular terms and, and the definition of it. And projection was one of them. That's when you project on to someone else how you feel or what. You know, just like, uh, for instance, uh, let's say we got somebody that's having an affair, right? They're having an affair. But so they're the type that's into self. It's all about them, all about them. So what do they do? Now, they're watching their woman, you know, or their man, and projecting that onto them. Because, like, they're having an affair. They're the ones out here doing all this dirt. But they project it onto them and even might start, even start acting like they are having one with anger, the uh, way they coming at them and all these different things. Keep in mind, let's go back to the beginning of this, this statement. They're the ones having the affair. But they feel so emboldened by this projection to go and take action against their own mate. <laughs> See, isn't this a crazy world we're living in, man? This is a crazy world we are living in. But you have to um, maneuver your way through this maze. You have to do it. You know, and the thing is, it's not, I, I really always say, be spiritually grounded. Be spiritually grounded. Higher, have a higher power. Doesn't matter if it's Allah, you know, Buddha, whomever. You know, I'm personally, I'm, I'm, I'm riding with God. <laughs> I'm be honest with you, I'm riding with it till the wheels fall off. But whomever, have your higher powers to walk with you. That's your wall. You know what I'm saying? That's your protection. It ain't, you know, we, man, we are walking around this world. Um, I don't have, I want to say defenseless. That's the word I'm looking for. And uh, we're walking around this world defenseless. You know, only thing that's protecting us is the way that we carry ourselves and the way we think. That's it. That That is the only thing that is keeping us going and making sure that we are being protected. That's it. Other than that, it's a wide open world, man. You know what I mean? All it takes for somebody to get some crazy thought in their head. And then there it is. We have to make our, you know, uh, stand. We have uh, our, excuse me, standards, and we have to uh, be firm on. Them. You know, we have to believe in something. We do. Why not believe in you? And why not believe in our higher power? Those two things right there will definitely take you a lot further in life than just winging it. Than just winging it. You think me as a black man, 
I'm not going to take advantage of all of the things that's there to protect me. No, I'm going to ride God till the wheels fall off. I'm not religious. I'm spiritual, which means I live a regular life like anybody else. But I'm not no fool. I know who's, who's got my back for real. Guaranteed, no questions asked. That's a beautiful thing, right? When somebody have your back, no questions asked. I love it, man. I love it, man. I love it. I was, uh, you know, I've never uh, did a real church thing per se. Don't get me wrong, I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, just really getting myself totally, totally religious. Uh, but I was out, you know, uh, visiting uh, my family and, and, uh, and the mom was like, she wasn't gonna be there and she wanted us to watch the church, you know, watch this church thing. And I chose not to do that. I chose to actually hold the church myself. And uh, uh, I'm not gonna get too detailed about it, but I will tell you this, I gave each each one a book and told them to pick a passage and that's how, that was the premise of our church. It went oh, amazing. It was amazing because I wanted them to understand Whatever they see on TV, man, what is that? That's just somebody running their mouth. I'm no disrespect, no disrespect. But for children, you trying to keep their with their attention, man? Man, no, I'm not gonna. If we're gonna really get serious about some spirituality, I'm not gonna leave it to no online or something. No, we're gonna talk, and we're gonna talk about some real life too. And man, it went amazing. The funny thing about it is that online thing would have went out. We got so into this thing, you know what I mean, to a point that it went on for two hours. And you would think kids would be like, man, I want this glass thing up. Look here, they were so proud of themselves and the growth and all the changes that they felt renewed that when it was over, they actually sung a song and sung us up out of there. You know what I mean? Walked around the house, man, I followed through with the camera and everything. Because we, 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 we actually recorded you know, we got it on YouTube, man. We just don't release it, you know what I mean? Just for, you know, family to see. And, uh, but man, it was amazing. See, you gotta have that spiritual grounding in times like these. And then, you're talking about being a black man in America with all the challenges we already had. And then, the challenges that still befall us all, regardless of our race. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a lot to take. It's a lot to take, man. It's a lot to take on. It's a lot to, lot to deal with, you know. And then we want to still have love. Because see, the two most important things in life I've learned recently is living life in love. Nothing is more important than that. And if we're caught up in all of the everyday challenges we face in just regular life, let alone race, then it's going to be hard to just live life and love. You know, that's a big deal, man. It's a very important thing. We have to have that. It's not up for debate, you know what I mean? And until we realize that as a collective, then we're going to keep finding ourselves class. We're going to keep finding ourselves having these challenges of life. And that is very, very unfortunate. That's unfortunate. But... I would say this, if you want to follow a group of people, follow these kids. Follow your kids. Follow their examples. 
If you don't come putting up, think about this now. They got a clean slate mentally. They got a clean slate psychologically. Clean. Clean. And only way it gets muddied is because we muddy it. You know what I mean? So let's just say you don't muddy your kids, uh, you know, lies and their, their minds, sets and all these different things. Sit back and watch them. Watch them. Let them go out there and play with everybody. Watch them. I bet they gonna be number have fun. They gonna live life in love. They loving their friends. You know what I'm saying? They're living their life. We can do the same thing. Think about that now. Look how simple it is for them. And look how complicated we have made it for us. It's interesting. It's very interesting. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to get as many people to watch this video or listen to this audio on the Nobody Show, Anchor FM, or Spotify. I really want you. I want you to do that. I want you to do that. I promise you, they are going to thank you. They are going to thank you. Not because, you know, I'm some, you know, I'm popping it off, you know what I mean? But because some messages need to be heard. Some messages need to be seen. I want you to do that for me, okay? Take a chance, man. You never know. They may thank you. They may just thank you. May give you a hug. May say, you know what? That showed me right there. You care about me. I want you to do that for me, okay? This is the Nobody Show. The show guaranteed to get canceled. Hosted by the myth. Man, right? Real powerful, right? Real, real powerful. I'm going to talk to you guys later on. You make sure you take care of yourselves. And I always know... You are loved.